At the stroke of midnight last Friday morning, Amazon released an eight-part documentary series called All or Nothing, The Michigan Wolverines. The series follows the 2017 Michigan football team, which would go on to an 8-5 record in Jim Harbaugh's third season in charge. Even though it was widely known before the season that the Wolverines had one of the country's youngest teams, a three-game losing streak to end the year, and an inability to consistently beat his main rivals, has Harbaugh in the crosshairs of national pundits and UM fans alike. But as well-made documentaries often do, All or Nothing asks viewers to empathize with its subjects, including several who are often the focus of Wolverine fans' ridicule such as Harbaugh himself, passing game coordinator Pep Hamilton, and quarterbacks John O'Korn, Wilton Spate, and Brandon Peters. But will the Amazon series do anything to stem the tide of criticism directed toward Harbaugh's program? Isaiah Hull of the Michigan Insider binged all eight episodes within 24 hours of release and wrote a review of the documentary. So, Isaiah, for people who are coming into this not as Michigan fans, I think the major attraction is going to be an opportunity to get some extended exposure into Jim Harbaugh and what he is like um, outside of the context of a press conference. Uh, how do you think the Michigan head coach comes across in All or Nothing? And is it was there anything that surprised you or was contrary to your expectations heading in? I would say how much he delegates was maybe not necessarily a surprise. Uh, I I know the question tends to be looming, especially with Michigan fans, of how things work as far as the offensive side of the ball being called uh, in play calling because they have they had Tim Drevno, he's gone now, but between Tim Drevno, Pep Hamilton, and the entire coaching staff, a lot of people were curious as to how the dynamic worked on game day. You really saw where it was mostly a delegated. Uh, scenario as far as play calling was concerned, but he d- did sign off on uh, pretty much everything that, as far as you can see in the documentary. He is a quirky guy. There's no no way to, around that. But for me, more of the surprise came from a lot of the stuff that was not Harbaugh-centric in this actual series. Most of the criticism of Harbaugh centers around the performance of the offense, which finished 101st in the country last year. The series spends a lot of time showing us how Harbaugh and Pep Hamilton are struggling with the limitations of their quarterbacks, and especially how a run of injuries amplified those limitations. Do you think that window into their management of the offense and particularly the quarterback room will improve public perception of the job they're doing? Pep, I thought, came across really, really well, especially having having been around him in media situations at some of the satellite camps and things of that nature. Uh, completely different person on game day as far as what we were able to see in the documentary. Uh, he was probably, to me, the biggest surprise, just the way that he went about his business, uh, the fact that he had such different insights because I do agree with a lot of the fans that uh, were commenting on our site about how it, it kind of seemed like he was going through the motions in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it really seemed that way to me, uh, especially when we meet with him. Uh, he, he's very seemed very lackadaisical, uh, very monotone, kind of quiet. He always he came out for one media availability at one point, literally started off saying, "Let's just go ahead and get this over with." Uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem like someone that you know is you know chomping at the bit to you know to get into football stuff. I, I know that. Some coaches see, uh, you know, dealing with the media as being some kind of tedium. I guess that was the case for him, but completely different uh, up and in the box, 
and the way he handled everything, I think should give a lot of Michigan fans a lot more confidence as to, you know, where the offense is. Uh, I did think he, he also got a lot of unfair criticism going into uh, the season and everything. And during the season, uh, Michigan had so much youth. And obviously you see that in this documentary, like it's on the defensive side. Yeah. It didn't seem to matter, but offenses take longer to gel and you were able to see kind of the patience at work and, you know, everything that Michigan had to deal with uh, fans were really upset at, at the end of the season and thought that everything should be a lot further along. I know they still are, but with the mixture of youth and injuries and, and everything that Michigan kind of had to endure uh, and it laid out, you know, right there in eight episodes, I think it gives at least some perspective as to why 2017 didn't go quite the way that some Michigan fans were hoping. How are fans reacting to the documentary on the Michigan Insider message boards? Uh, I think it's been actually pretty positive. Uh, there was a ton of resistance to the documentary when it came out, when it was released uh, late Thursday night. Uh, definitely a lot of people who were you know, hesitant to watch it just due to that being an 8-5 and five season, some of, you know, all the big games really not going Michigan's way, a lot of hesitance to, to watch it. But I think with the initial wave of positive reviews, more and more people started to watch it. There were a lot of comments on our board of people saying that they had no intention of watching it. But once they uh, once they saw how many people were loving it, they went and, and started watching at least episode one, and and that got them hooked. Uh, I think for the most part, it's been positive because they realized that it wasn't an incompetence issue. I think that's kind of been a fear of, for Michigan fans that that it was, it's been a matter of Michigan can net will never be able to be good again, unless their the rivals are underperforming. And I think that this gives them a little bit of a, of a view into how the pro, you know, considering it obviously gives a view on how the programs run. It gives them at least an idea of where things are going and see that they can see that there is a level of competence that's there. Uh, it still boggles my mind that there's people that, that don't think that uh, that Jim Harbaugh is competent now after three seasons going 10 and three, 10 and three, eight and five. But that's kind of where we've been, especially considering the, you know, the success of the basketball and the hockey team this past year, a lot of naysayers. And to me, I'm seeing pretty much universally positive reviews for being able to see uh, that it did take a perfect storm of things going wrong in many ways. Uh, on the other hand, you're, you're seeing one of the things I'm really enjoying seeing is people really embracing John O'Corn in the aftermath. Uh, he, he's essentially been persona non grata to a lot of Michigan fans due to the, the way that the season ended, losing to Ohio State uh, the way that Michigan did. I mean, they really had, had a great shot to take down the Buckeyes for the first time in six years, and uh, it really didn't seem like it was a coaching uh, issue. And uh, he's really been you know, the center of a lot of controversy. Uh, I, for one, being on Facebook Live uh, with players after the after the game, a lot of the comments were geared, uh, I, to say the least, negatively towards O'Corn. So you see, saw a lot of that going into the documentary, but coming out on the other side, you see a lot of people uh, commenting, saying that they wish that they hadn't made as much fun of him, that they realized that 
he, you know, now that he put in so much work and saw his character, his ethic, and it just didn't come together for him, which is a shame. That's sometimes you just aren't going to be, be good enough. And that kind of seems to be the case with, uh, with O'Corn. There's a scene where a strength coach, Kevin Tolbert, is talking to Tariq Black's parents after he suffered a season-ending injury, and Tolbert is trying to impress upon them how this experience will prepare Black for facing setbacks in the real world. And there's this part where he says, uh, I just want you to know that you've got somebody that gives a hoot about him. I'm going to take care of your boy, I promise you, as uh, his Tariq Black's mom is kind of fighting back tears. And just overall, I was kind of impressed by the degree to which the coaching staff seemed to genuinely care about the players as people. That is something that I think is, it's huge in in this because you do get to see, you know, just everyone as people working together. Michigan is is a program that I know a lot of people don't want to believe this exists in modern day college football, but especially with Jim Harbaugh uh, at the helm, Michigan's a program that wants to do things the right way. Uh, it, it reminds me of, I had a conversation once upon a time with uh, legendary equipment coach, John Falk, and he and I were discussing some improprieties by another, another program on national signing day a couple of years ago. And one thing he said to me was, I'll tell you one thing that would never happen here. And if it did, it wouldn't be for very long. And I think you really get to see that in, in this series, that Michigan is going to try to do things, you know, what's considered the right way. I, I can't speak if there's any rogue agents or, or whatever out there, but from the top down, that's what they are, is they're going to try to do things in a way to benefit the student athlete with the word student first. I think you see that quite a bit. And, you know, I thought that the scenes with uh, Brittany Papadopoulos, the, uh, the academic advisor for the athlete, I thought really kind of, you know, shone a light on that and, you know, showing, you know, how the interactions with, uh, with the coaches at like, Thanksgiving, for instance, how uh, Dylan McCaffrey is over at Pep Hamilton's house playing basketball with his family. Uh, things like that, I thought, really shown, shown through in a lot of different ways that, Maybe what wouldn't be something you'd expect to see. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that there's a lot of stereotypes about college football, uh, but I think that Michigan bucks a lot of them. And I think the series really does a lot to really show that these coaches care about the kids and vice versa. Is there anything that you think the series got wrong or maybe that you'd wish you'd seen more of? There's things that I wish we would have seen more of, like Maurice Hurst, who's going to go in the first or second round of the NFL draft. Uh, we've gotten to know Maurice Mo for pretty well last few years, but, and I really wish that more people could have gotten to know him through this. You don't really get to see much of him, but at the same time, I I think they picked a really good group to follow. They had a couple of different things that they really wanted to focus on. And I think that they achieved a really stellar composite of what actually happened on the team. Rashawn Gary is another one that I almost forgot to mention. Uh, the trailer had come out before this where it shows him speaking with his mom at the Red Lobster about his family life at home and, and, and everything. And it's so poignant because you, you, get, you get a moment to realize that these guys go through a lot more than, and this is in general, and I think probably the biggest contribution it makes as a series. 
you get you get to understand these guys aren't just a bunch of uh, meatheads who hate Michigan State and hate Ohio State and are going to do whatever on Saturday to win or lose. You're getting a much bigger complexion of what it's like to be a student athlete. Isaiah Hull covers the Wolverines for the MichiganInsider.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Isaiah Hull. Isaiah, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, Connor. Appreciate it, man. All or Nothing, the Michigan Wolverines is available to stream now on Amazon Prime. We'll include a link to the series and to Isaiah's review of the series in the notes for today's podcast. The Morning Blitz will return tomorrow morning with a brand new episode. If you're enjoying what we're doing here at The Morning Blitz, please leave us a rating and review and tell a friend to check us out.